Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yarrr! Welcome to the Javaman Budding Illini podcast presented by the Big Banter Network. January 14th, sleepy Sunday afternoon. This is Java Suds. Me and Java Shaps, we're going to recap what we just saw here at home against Maryland. Just an absolute brutal loss. Shaps, give me some thoughts on what you just saw. Man, I was feeling so good. Watched so many top 10 teams lose over the past few days. <laughs> I was already getting ahead of myself thinking oh, we're, we're going to be top 5 for sure, top 7 when the polls come out on, on Monday. And then uh, our old arch nemesis, the Terrapins, just can't figure them out. And Sheps, you're going on the Big Ten huddle tonight, is that correct? So you, you had the notes ready, feeling great. And then the Illini lose probably what I would say their first clunker of the year. I mean, usually you get a couple of these throughout the year. And I, just based on what I've seen throughout the 23-24 season, I wasn't sure that we would see a game as bad as we played today. No, wasn't expecting it. Maryland's not good, um, but this always happens to us. It, it seems like Maryland plays their best game against us or we just don't show up for it because Maryland really didn't even play that well. It's just we yeah. played so much worse than that. <sighs> And, uh, shaps, shaps, shaps. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'll I'll be on the huddle <laughs> uh, live later tonight, um, and so I get to talk about this game twice. <laughs> Dude, I'm in my natural state, man. You know, when you do a, a White Sox podcast, you get used to this feeling. <laughs> I this is not unusual for me. So the Illini, seventy six, sixty seven loss, and it just. It felt like one of those Brad games from years past where just not a lot of adjustment. I, I think Hummel said it. I mean, they were doing the same thing every time down. Reese just had his way with Coleman, and it was basically the Young and Reese show, and, and we had no answer defensively. One thing you texted, Chaps, you said, and you just said it too, Maryland seems to play their best against us. I mean, I, I think that is true. But I don't even know if Maryland played that good today. I think we just, like, we weren't being, I don't know if we beat anyone today, frankly. I, I mean, Maryland is probably bottom five in the Big Ten, and we had them at home. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't know who we beat on a, on a day like today. It, it seemed like there was a seal on, on the basket. I mean, how many went in and out? No shooting. Couldn't make a layup. <laughs> I don't know, Shabs. I mean, where, where do we start? Yeah, it's hard to figure out exactly. I think it all started going downhill um, once uh, once Shannon picked up two fouls in the first half. Hawkins? Hawk? Yeah, sorry. Hawkins. Uh, <laughs> Shannon on the brain. <laughs> but I, I can dream. When Hawkins picked up two fouls in the first half and had to come out for a little while. I think that was, what, with like eight to play? Yeah, and... 
and it was it was just clear from the beginning and java jubes pointed this out that willard is is making um a concerted effort to go right at hawkins and Willard even said that in the post game too. He yep. said, "We know how good Hawkins is and how important he is for this team. So we just got the ball to Reese, and Reese looked like, you know, Shaq tonight or Anthony Davis or something. I don't know. He um, he's a tough matchup for Hawkins because he's longer than him and he's stronger than him and more athletic than him. Like it's just it's a tough spot for him because it's not." You know, one of those guys, like he can defend Hawkins further out too on yeah. the other end. And Hawkins just can't really body him up. Um, you know, there's not, like our our defense is so good because we don't really have to double very often. Yep. And, and we never adjusted to Reese just getting whatever he wanted. And, uh, and that was really... The downfall of it um hawkins you know had to play kind of careful uh defensively but it it honestly didn't even matter because because of what reese was doing to him um yeah and the fact that dane is not capable of playing against higher level competition hansberry even if he was available wouldn't be able to play you know i, I think situation. i think reese I think Reese would have eaten Hansberry live, but I mean, it w- I think it would have been better than Dane. D- Dane actually played good offensively, but he's just too much of a liability on the defensive end. It's it's just you can't get any stops when Dane's on the court, unfortunately, because he he did play good offensively, but you're almost forced to like feed him when he's on the court because him being on the court with Domask and then Ty Rogers, it's just not a good combination. Because yeah. you could just pack it in the middle. I'd rather we got him the ball more on offense when he's in, honestly. Yeah. Because otherwise he's just kind of clogging up the paint. The problem is yeah. he just completely changes what we're trying to do on yep. offense. So then, you know, we're not used to, you know, getting entry uh passes into the post. So it's it just completely changes the the makeup of the team. Um and so then yeah, Mar- again, Maryland didn't even play that well. It's not like they were shooting the lights out or something like that, but they were just getting a ton of paint looks. And then on the other end, we were actually getting good looks. We just couldn't make a layup to save our lives. Yeah. I've never seen a lot of- something like that. <laughs> we got a good look, a lot of good looks from three, too. Couldn't make a layup. I guess we shot decent from three when it was all said and done. I mean, six of 22, not terrible. Maryland shot four of 17 from three. <laughs> Horrible. Less than yeah. 25%. Two of those, one came from Geronimo, who I think was, Piper tweeted this out. I think he was like two for 26 on the year. And then yeah. Harris Smith hit one late. That was the dagger. That one from the corner. He was one of five from three. And that, that was a great defensive possession. And I, I think you got to live with that because Reese was eating us alive. I think you finally help on Reese, and then he hits the dagger. But what I would have liked to seen is why not go to that earlier? Because I mean, Hummel even pointed it out. It's like make him beat you from three. Just double. Re- Don't let Reese and Young beat you. And that's basically what happened. Young ended up with twenty eight. Did you realize that? Yeah, that's quiet. Andy was Andy was zero for four from three. 
Reese had 20 and 11 boards. Man, and, and Geronimo, we get Geronimo's best game, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I he mean, actually we lost D, it. He, yeah. he played D, yeah. Geronimo, Geronimo played good D. We lost to two guys, really. Yeah, Young it took was, 24 yeah. shots. 24 Jeez. shots and scored 28 points. Not exactly efficient. And Reese, uh, you know, was 8 for 16. We out-rebounded them. We shot better from three than them. We shot better at the free throw line. We just couldn't make a layup. And and the last stat, points in the paint. I don't have it in front of me, but it was a lot to a little. That was very reminiscent of when we lost to Marquette. It was all points in the paint. Except one thing that I thought different for this game, we actually... (laughs) I mean, in Marquette, we were settling for threes. This game, we were still going in the hole and just could not buy a bucket. <laughs> I was one of those days, man. Just one of those days. You just you just wish that you can just survive and get a win because we would have just been set up so nicely. And it's things, man. This is both hard for us right now because it, it feels like we're snake bitten. Yeah, you just don't expect it at home. You know, we've seen... yeah everybody is basically losing on the road in the Big Ten, but to lose to a bad team at home is just makes it hurt a lot worse than, you know, than than losing at Maryland or something. Damask, 26 points, but was not very efficient, was missing a lot of those shots that he usually makes. Yep. Um, you know, from underneath the basket, those, those tough leaners that he's he's been very very good at um just we're not falling for him at all uh gary a had a very frustrating game as well yeah, he, he made a, so he many tough game yeah he, he made, had a so, tough game. made so many good moves going to the basket he's the uh, best yeah. you know he's the best cutter on the team i was even gonna give him a nickname of the butcher because he's the <laughs> king of the cuts i love i like that nickname we, we might have to keep it Cue the butcher. Yeah. Great at cutting, not so good, at least today, at actually making layups. Um, and he usually s- finishes. I, Hummel was very surprised by that many times. Yeah. I think I think Jameer, it seemed like a couple were at critical times in the game, too. Jameer got him on that one. That would, I think that could have cut it to three, where we got a defensive stand. It was kind of like a, a little breakaway, and then, or maybe they missed two free throws. I think it was a missed then, free throw, and then... Yeah, Q like went streaking down the court. It was a perfect yeah, drop a in the pass. bucket pass. It was a great pass, and uh, and he made a good move. But uh, who was it who came from behind? I think Young it was got Young. Him. Yeah, who came from behind and blocked the shot? That was that was devastating because I think that would have made it like a two point game or something. That was m- massive. Two or three yeah, point Q- game. <laughs> Q ended up two of ten from the field. So five good. boards only. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of 50-50 balls today either. He's had a couple games where it's just like he seems like he's on a different planet. Sometimes. Dude, Q, I, I like Q on the road, man. He gets more sleep in the hotels. We know what it's like <laughs> having a baby. <laughs> yeah, as a father, we can relate. <laughs> I'll give him, I'll give him uh, a couple excuses there. That's fine in my book. As long as it come tournament time, just uninterrupted sleep in the hotel. Yeah, That's what it we was. Need. It was clear we were just gassed in this yeah, game. We Everyone were. was breathing out of their mouths. 
in yeah. that second half and it's like you look to the bench and there's just there's no help coming I, so I, I'm glad you brought that up Sheps because here's my question for you we play Michigan State on Thursday we win 71 to 68 and I, I mean this I think this is why we probably played the way we did we played seven guys against Michigan State and the seventh man was Danger, and he played four minutes. So you literally had the, the next lowest minute total was Ty, who played 20 minutes, and then everybody else played 31 minutes or more with with Marcus played and 40, Hawk playing. Right. They played 38. Goody right. played 36. I mean, it, it was pretty pretty evident today they ran out of gas, like you said. And then today, Dane actually gives you 10. Harmon gives you 21. Maybe Harmon's worst game of the year. 0 for 7 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Harmon played 21, but then everybody else plays essentially 30 minutes or more. Hawkins had 29, but that was because he fouled out at the end. Where does the depth come from, Shabs? Uh, It's awaiting uh, (laughs) a decision from a a certain federal judge, uh, I think, is where the depth is coming from. I don't know. It's... It seems like the the bench just keeps getting shorter and shorter. I don't know why. Um, we know that our Italian friend Nico Moretti has been cleared, so he'll probably need a, a few more practices under his belt, but maybe he can give you some help, at least just handling the ball. I know he'll probably be tough defensively to trust for big minutes, but maybe he can provide a spark just initiate some offense because they just looked kind of lifeless for a while especially in the second half there was just no movement at all everyone's just kind of looking at the next guy to do something you know someone do something and it you know that's usually when Taryn Shannon says all right I'll do something yeah but we just didn't have that and uh, you know, especially when when Q was out of the game too, because he is so good at cutting to the basket, creating those lanes. When he's off the court, like the, the offense does a lot of standing around. I've noticed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just just one of those difficult games. Um, a real clunker which is unfortunate because I, I felt like we had a lot of momentum. But they just look gassed. They just really <laughs> look gassed, like you said, and, and the depth is catching up to us right now. The lack of depth. Yeah. In next game, here we go on the road to Ann Arbor on Thursday. So at least we get a couple days to catch our breath. Um, but then we're right back at it at home against Rutgers. So you, you got a pretty quick turnaround here and when you're playing with the central i mean we're essentially playing with six guys right now i I think nico nico's definitely got to get some run i don't know why he didn't get any playing time today i mean throw him out there for five six minutes even jury you got to spell some of these guys i think it you know you might sacrifice some a little bit in those short period of times on the court but in the long run over the course of the game getting getting your guys to catch their breath a little bit is is worth it 
you, you need to do it. I mean, Hansberry, I know he's been on the shelf with a back injury. I mean, where is it coming from? It, it's... It, it, this kind of hurts now when you got a guy like Sincere redshirting, you know? Like, his Sincere could have helped weather the storm. A game like today, that... that I, I think overall, like, you, I don't think Sincere necessarily... Him redshirting was a bad thing for this team, but a, a sleepy Sunday like today where the team's just flat. I, I just remember so many times games like this sincere would come in and he would fire up the crowd he'd make a couple plays on defense and get the crowd back in it. the crowd was not in this game dude that was huge it was at, literally like that's why you don't lose at home in the big Ten, man because you get some momentum and it's hard for these kids to to overcome that are the students back i think they're back aren't they isn't monday or tuesday the first day of school i think so. maybe not so they're probably like trickling back in. I don't know if they got the weather down there that yeah. we got in Chicago. I mean that. I think it was cold. That stuff impacts it. If you saw, I think it was at the Iowa game uh, yesterday. There was like nobody there. Oh really? Yeah, because I think they got bad weather too. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to protect home court. Um. And I, I don't blame the crowd for today. I blame the Illini for not doing anything right. to get the crowd into it. You know, there was no big threes. There was no, like, I, I think Maryland turned the ball over five times. Is that right? I mean. Didn't seem like many. I, I think Maryland, they, they okay, they had seven turnovers and a couple came at the end, but I think they lead the Big Ten in turnovers. I mean, On the road, in a hostile environment, you got to be better. You got to be better. Yeah, they're not good. 180th <sighs> in, in offense in Ken Palm. Oosh. Dude, this, we're, our Ken Palm's taking a hit after this game. I, I am probably not going to, I'm going to not, going to be running to the Ken Palm polls tomorrow <laughs> to see how far we fell. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have some PMA chefs. I, I, I do feel that these last three, we felt the most missing uh, Shannon. It's just, it, it's hard to, I think Domask, he's he's a scorer, man. And I think he's a number one scorer, but like not having, not having that go-to number two scorer. I mean, Shannon was really the one and, and Domask was the two, but not having kind of the, the complimentary piece is, is really challenging. And I think you said it best, like a, a game like today, right? Shannon takes over and gets, he kind of puts you on your, on his back for a couple possessions and then just gets you out of those slumps, those long periods of time where you're not scoring. What do they say, Sheps? The ship sails on? Ship sails on. Who's your captain? We got to do it. Ugh. I don't know. We were got to do it. We were captainless out there today. Captainless is this the we first time a, without a captain? Just a captainless boat on the waves <laughs> today in Champagne. Troubled water. The ship was frozen apparently. Yeah, yeah. We were just one of those boats, like just stuck on the side of like an iceberg. You know, <laughs> like you didn't see it there, and then they're just sitting on top of the ice. 
I I sure as hell hope this doesn't turn into the Titanic, my friend. That's I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous seeing how you know once once you get something like that out on film, everyone's gonna jump on it. And I, I think I, I think uh, the strategy is out there now. You go after Hawkins, you get Hawkins in foul trouble, and we are in big big trouble because we cannot overcome that. So I, I'm making Hawkins my captain, even though. He didn't play like a captain today, but I thought he did against Michigan State, and I don't want that to go unnoticed. And Coleman Hawkins, I would probably say after, I don't know, game four or five, when he finally kind of overcame that injury, this was the best stretch of basketball that he's played. And and Hawkins, I don't think he played like terrible today. It was just a bad matchup with Reese. And then I, I think... The two calls at the end, neither were fouls on Hawkins. So the, do you remember the first one? It was or foul number four. He kind of like reached in, but I don't think he touched whoever it was, and that got called. And then the last one, Hummel even said, he just jumped straight up. But I think Hawkins needs to be smarter. I, I knew he was going to pick up number five on that possession. You could just tell how he was playing. So he was aggressive. frustrated. Yeah. And you got to be smarter. Care. You you got to be smarter. You got to know that you're literally the best player on the court for the Illini from a you know defensive and just impact perspective. And you just got to be smarter than that. So, Shaps, you could go captainless. I'm going to Hawkins because we need Hawkins. I think I said pod number two that this whole season rests on the shoulders of Coleman Hawkins, and it's like that more so ever than it's ever been. Yeah, a lot of people were clamoring for me, the number one Hawkins hater, <laughs> to uh, you know start issuing the apology statement. And I yep. said I was happy. I was happy to start drafting it, but I was not going to release it until uh, until Braduary ended, and we didn't even get through Braduary before <laughs> we had a clunker. But no, I can appreciate Hawkins. I thought. Yeah, Michigan State game was was one of the best games that he's played. He was all over the place. We could not stop A.J. Hogard at all. Uh, Damask was, and others were just getting cooked by him. And and the best that we did against Hogard was was when Hawkins would get switched onto him. Yeah. Uh, and and make made his life much more difficult, and that helped us win that game. Um, so I can. I can absolutely get behind Hawkins. He's he's played much much better over the last stretch of games. Who are you planking, Shaps? I'm planking Kevin Warren. <laughs> Kevin Warren. What for the flu's call? I know this isn't, you know. <laughs> You're I know done this isn't a line I podcast. Line. I have to keep decorum. <laughs> But I'm planking Kevin Warren because I gave him a chance <laughs> to bounce back from screwing over Illinois so many times as the Big Ten commissioner. Now he's trying to ruin my life once again. He could have had Jim. He still can. I want him not to happening. call up Jim and give him the bag and tell him to come to Chicago. I don't think you can do that after you held a press conference. <laughs> what, did he say coach. that he's saying? 
<laughs> oh man, it's uh, pretty I'm low sad. expectations over at Hallis Hall. Let's just call a spade a spade. I'm a Texans fan now. I know. I love CJ Stroud. He's unbelievable. So Shaps, I'm I'm gonna bench the schedule makers of the Big Ten because what month are we in? Uh, let me check the calendar. Looks like December, Braduary. We're in Braduary. Braduary. Oh, that's right. And how do you? What is uh, Brad's kryptonite? Maryland. <laughs> the Terps. The only thing that could ruin Braduary is getting the Terps in Braduary, and that's exactly what happened. We can't beat the Terps, man. I'm a little nervous. We got the Terps on the road. Are we getting swept by the Terps this year? Probably. What what happens in College Park? Uh well, we never win. <laughs> what is Brad two and seven? I think so. Oof. And what was that stat then um against Michigan and Wisconsin? Yeah, it was against like Greg Gard. Um, pull this up. Yeah, I sent the tweet out and I forgot about it already, but it was something like against Greg Gard. Uh, Juwan Howard and Chris Collins because I think they were the the last three uh, Big Ten coaches of the year if I'm not mistaken I, guard, Guard's got it a couple times I think he's probably going to get it this year but that, you know what kills me with that I, it's such a stupid award because it's like Wisconsin was just bad in the preseason <laughs> rankings so it's like oh they're doing better than we thought, so we should get the award. It's almost like the, the team that wins it all should get it every year for the coach because the coach is the guy recruiting the players. It's not like in professional sports where you have a GM and you're kind of playing the hand you're dealt. No, it, yeah, it always, in every sport, it, it goes to the team that overachieved, essentially. So the last four... Coaches of the year were Collins, Guard, Howard, um, Guard. <laughs> Collins got it last year? I guess, yeah, yeah. Northwestern was decent last year. Uh, and Underwood is 20-1 Wow. Uh, over those four years against those I know when coaches. the one loss was. I was in a, We were in attendance for the one loss last year. Yeah, in Evanston. And that, we'll that now, be in attendance again. And now weeks. I think that becomes... Kind of, if you want to win the Big Ten, that becomes a must-win in Evanston, but it's not going to be easy. You can't really slip up again the way Wisconsin is playing right now. Uh, we've got Michigan in Ann Arbor coming up next. Um, they are coming off five straight losses. They they've lost five in a row. They've lost five in a row, including two. A school called McNeese State. Oh, wow. Uh, Will Wade's team. Wait, did uh, Juwan coach all those games? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He kind of he kind of decides just like like how he feels that day if he's going to coach or not. Um, Do you think Juwan uh, just goes to the bench for the game on Thursday? Well, yeah, we'll have to wait till Maybe. game time to see who's coaching. Who who is is it Martinelli? Is that the guy's name? Phil Martelli. Or Martelli. <laughs> Mar- Marinelli. I, th- I, think, yeah, I think the other day he I, called him Marinelli. Did I, did I, Rod Marinelli. 
<laughs> the defensive coordinator. <laughs> Legend. Uh, yeah, and, okay, and so look we... at the teams that they've lost to, okay? So, McNeese State, then they lost to Minnesota, Penn State, and Maryland. Whoa. Not exactly the top of the Big Ten uh, in yeah. those last three games. They play uh, their rivals, Ohio State, tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, actually. Wow. Uh, oh, then, they do. Oh, so yeah. they play, um, yeah, Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we... I don't hate that. I, I, you know, hopefully that game goes in a triple overtime. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they will have their, their point guard, though, Doug, oh, uh, because great. he is allowed to play at home games. So Jawan and... and Doug can only play at home and coach at home. Is that kind of what they're doing over there? Or is it neutral sites? Neutral sites that that Jawan doesn't coach? Yeah, I think it's it's when you're playing in Philadelphia and Phil Martelli is from there. Like that's when he's not going to be the coach. Uh, It's something like that. But uh, Doug McDaniel got a suspension where it only applies to away games which never seen that one before someone had a great thing someone had a great tweet in response to when howard let uh martelli do that and it was uh for the national championship or maybe it was against bama where he said like uh jim wasn't gonna coach the game he was gonna step down because like the assistant wide receivers coach was from houston or where did they play? Is did yeah. they play in Houston? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was a classic. Yeah, Juwan's just yeah. a he is so lucky that they just won a national championship in football. No one gives a shit about the basketball team. Who played didn't Joe plank him? Did play, he plank Juwan? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we gotta win in Ann Arbor. We now. do. That's, we have to win that game. And then we come back. Probably another sleepy Sunday against Rutgers. I don't know if I'm digging these Sunday games, man. What's going on with the schedule? Schedule makers on the plank. Yeah, I don't like it. It's hard to get up for an early Sunday game in in Champaign. In the middle of the winter, you got playoff football on. It's not fair. It's not fair to any of us. We got to get back on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule. I feel like that fits fits the bill for the Illini. Absolutely. All right, chaps. Well, we're doing a quick one today because you got the huddle tonight. What what are you talking about on the huddle? Are you guys recapping the week? You you gotta you almost gotta redraft the notes that you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm throwing the game plan out the window. <laughs> Not gonna have a whole lot to say. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> Who are you going on with, by the way? It's um I don't know it's it's with the guy who runs the Big 10 Casual oh, Twitter yeah. account okay. which is nice. a a good nice. follow on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good um, account. So it should be fun because I don't know if there's a particular team that he supports, but god damn it the Packers just scored again. <laughs> I don't this is not this is not fair. Yes. This is not PMH Dad. What's happening right now? They're now up three touchdowns on the Cowboys. It's early. Shaps, it's early, my friend. 
Hey, this is such a disaster. Fire Mike McCarthy is so so gonna get fired. But anyways, back to uh, back to the huddle. We'll recap uh, some of the Big Ten games over the past couple of days, and uh, and hopefully, you know, talk myself off the ledge because I'll just look around the Big Ten and see how many terrible teams there are. PMA Shaps. If I could steal a line that I use many a times during the White Sox podcast, the night is darkest before the dawn, my friend. Do we dare say we flush this one and move on? <laughs> a la Pedro Grafal. Yeah, flush it. Flush it. All right, chaps. Well, represent us well on the huddle. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for getting together for the quick recap. We gotta. I think we catch up this week after maybe Thursday night. We do a late one after we go to Ann Arbor and get our annual dub there with Jawan's record against Brad, especially in Braduary. I don't see us losing that game. Any final thoughts, Sheps? Nope, Daddy Brad is gonna have to get us back on the winning trail. We don't have a hard schedule again. There's a lot of bad Big Ten teams. Uh, you gotta protect home court. And then uh, if you want a chance to, to chase down Purdue and Wisconsin, um, it's probably going to be a three-team race, it seems like it. Um, so I haven't given up hope, obviously. Long way to go. Um, let's hope we get some, some good news on the Shannon front this week. Well said, Javis Bibe. Well said. We're 3-2 and two in Big Ten play, 15 to go. A lot of basketball left to be played. I still see this team competing for a Big Ten championship. It's still out there. We still control our own destiny, most importantly. I think you get Wisconsin to lose a couple more games. They got Purdue twice this year, I believe. And we have to go to Madison against Wisconsin. So it's going to be tough. But, you know, sometimes it's not the worst thing to lose a game like this. And you got to see how we respond. That's... That's the most important thing because you're not going to go through the whole year shooting well and not having games like this. So I'll, I'll we, grab yeah, this. I was just going to say, it's it's why we've got the veteran team now, right? That's so right, we'll Chef. see how they bounce back. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, hopping on for a quick pod. Uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. ILL. I and I. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.